Over the next several weeks, I'm going to be doing a spotlight on MPAC's leadership team. We'll be talking to um, MPAC's uh, current president and the person who's led our business development efforts since the very beginning, uh, Gwen Gola. We'll then speak with uh, Mike Wills, serves as MPAC's uh, CFO. We'll also reconnect with uh, Dr. Canone, who we spoke with uh, back in 2019 when he first joined us. We'll get his thoughts on what's taking place um, in the senior care space. And we'll wrap up with um, with Haley, our uh, newest member of the leadership team, who joined us back in September as our chief operating officer. Look forward to speaking with them and to um, sharing with all of you some of their thoughts about you know why they joined MPAC and what they see, um, what they're excited about. So look out for those podcasts to come, like I said, over the next several weeks. Today in our leadership spotlight, Tim Martinez is talking with COO Haley Paley. All right. So we're just going to jump right into it. So we started talking March of 2022 mm-hmm. because Allison obviously heads up our recruiting, knew you, yes. knew that we were looking for a COO. And she was like, you know what? Let me check in with Haley to see what she's up to. <clears throat> she may not be interested, but let me just check in with her. So that happened in March. Um, so exactly a year ago. Um, wow. Yeah, that's right. It is exactly a year. Cool. Yes. So you started at MPAC in September. So only, quote unquote, only six months in technically. <laughs> however, <six> months. <laughs> however, the story goes back a year. So let's, let's go back to that year. Um, where were you? I know you weren't looking. Um, <laughs> Correct. Where were you? What were you doing? And why? why what piqued your interest? Yes. So I was with Sound Physicians at that time last March. I was supporting most of the East Coast inpatient hospital medicine and emergency medicine programs for Sound. I shouldn't say the whole East Coast, Virginia to Maine. Uh, I didn't have the Southern half and doing operations for them. So, you know, leading out on staffing, recruiting, managing productivity, all of the, all of those things, which I really enjoy, but as you know, have gone back and forth between the post-acute space and the acute space throughout my career. And really my passion lies where they meet and how to optimize the experience for patients that are going from one to the other and vice versa. So having been in post-acute previously, when I heard about impact, first of all, Allison's passion is I think could ignite anyone, but um, I I had had previous experience with Allison and luckily that experience was really not, it was sort of on the side. Like I would just consult with her prior organization. And the first time we met, she and I stayed on the phone talking for like an hour, just talking about what nerds we were for post-acute care. And there was, there was really, you know, there was no economic value in it for either of us. We were just like, (laughs) this is so exciting and I love this so much and here's what I think we could do. And um, it was just obvious that we were sort of twin flames in that um, passion for post-acute care. So I think 
when she called me, I already had like a pretty significant trust for her and her opinion on things. So um, while I was not looking by any means, it did get my attention that Allison was so excited about the organization. And obviously coming back to post-acute, I felt like my passion could maybe shine a little bit more than it was in this very large organization that I was with. And while I was, I loved doing the hospital side, I wasn't getting to reach out into the post-acute space as frequently as I would like to at that time. <laughs> One of the things that sticks out in my mind when we first started talking and I was, you know, doing my best to try to explain what we do and what we're trying to do and trying to accomplish. And, you know, one of the first things I remember you saying to me was, look, I'm not sure where this conversation is going to go. I, you know, I've made it pretty, pretty clear. I'm not looking, but I'm intrigued enough to continue talking. Regardless of where this goes, you really need to talk to the folks on our ACO side of the house because I, strongly believe that this thing is like built for impact. And so we can keep talking, you know, and, and, and covering this route, but in the meantime, please connect with these folks over here. And so yes. that to me said a lot about you as, as an individual. And it was like, okay, this isn't like self-serving, right? You're not just like trying to quote unquote, get a job. It was like, right. you were like, this makes sense for you and your organization. Please talk to them. Yes, absolutely. I was, in the, like I said, hospital side of sound at that time. And they were just beginning to build, you know, the, the thought of the ACO and, and pull together a team that would lead out and, and create this ACO, this long-term care ACO. So it hit my radar, you know, with sound, there's these huge calls, like company-wide, town hall, things like that. And they were just announcing on that, like if anybody has sniffest contacts or groups that work in post-acute care, we would love a connection to, you know, and I was like, oh, this is, this statement was meant for me. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I, I love post-acute. I want to be involved. So I was raising my hand left and right, certainly to include impact. So it worked out really well. Um, and then you were like, we've been looking for something like this. This is perfect. So that was incredibly exciting for me. It was kind of I mean, again, to the prior point, like I had been on the hospital side and just them throwing that carrot out got me so excited. It was a really good reminder of that's really my passion. You know, when you just find that in yourself, you're like, they said one statement and my blood pressure's up. I'm like excited. I can't wait to reach out to these people. And so, yeah. So then shortly after that, I ended up being asked to transition over to the ACO team. So I became the VP of operations for the sound ACO team in May, I think. I think it was June or July June. because we signed up first. And then, yes. and then you were like, hey, by the way, like we can keep talking. I actually just moved over to the ACO team that you just yes. signed up for. So it was like this really weird dynamic happening. It really was. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like building the ship, inviting you guys to the ship. And all of this at the same time, considering jumping the ship to come to you. <laughs> but it was a really phenomenal experience and one I'm really grateful for because now I understand ACOs in a completely, I mean, I, I knew theoretically what ACOs were, what their intentions were, somewhat of how they worked prior to this, but also long-term care ACOs are very different and have a lot of unique dynamics that I, I would have been really naive to had I just jumped straight to you all. Um, so I think those, you know, three or four months that I spent with them just helping gather the basics, you know, help set that, that benchmark that we're now 
um, working against or working toward was super helpful. So I have an understanding of how it's going to work now. I have an understanding of of what we need to do, of all of the tens and all of the legalities that go along with setting it up and how we operate within that. And also what we can do, you know, just knowing sound, it's a really great, I think, partnership. And I can see the opportunity for how sound can help us with clinical opportunities and coaching and mentorship through their depth of experience. So it's worked out. I believe, I strongly believe in the timing of things and some things are just right. Meant to happen when they happen. And I think this was a very, very clear indication of one of those situations. I was, I was fairly certain early on that like you were the right person to come help us as we were growing and like had all these plans. We lacked a lot of internal experience and knowledge around ACOs. And so the fact that you then joined us with some, you know, a strong foundation and also have served as a bridge with now our ACO partner, which is sound. Right. Right. And I think, you know, even though I've gotten a couple, you know, ribbings about technically, I guess, poaching you, um, we've all remained friends and everybody's fine. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It did. It did end up very friendly. And I tried (laughs) to make sure they knew like, I promise impact didn't join the ACO and then reach out to me. Like this is all it's organic. Um, but anyway, yeah, I think that's been the way that it unfolded. Albeit lengthy. Um, I think was, uh, you know, kismet. That's right. And yeah, to be honest, obviously I would have rather from a timing perspective, last March, we connect, we make an offer, you join and we get the help earlier than later. However, things needed to play out. We needed to get comfortable with each other. You needed to make sure that what we were doing is some stuff that you believed in. And and similarly, we need to believe that you were the right person for us. And so it's all going to work out in the end. Um, But it was, it was a long courtship um, (laughs) of about six months um, with multiple touch points along the way and some weird dynamics, but here we are. So now officially um, on the MPAC team for the last six months, what what is exciting to you that is happening? What are maybe some some big aha moments in the last six months and, and, and things that you're looking forward to? A lot of things excite me. That's that's how I how I got over here. <laughs> but I would say, you know, I, you guys have all heard this before, but being with a high growth organization is exciting. And and that at the very surface level is exciting to me. What is more exciting than just standard is the true impact that I think we're going to have. And I think impact, um, you know, historically you guys have been doing this. You guys, I think what sets you apart throughout that whole interview process, as I was learning about you, obviously worked with SNFIS groups in the past and APP groups and provide whatever, several groups. but the the commitment to doing the right thing and driving like quality and patient experience above literally all else is outstanding here. And so I think to have that sort of culture that has has been here and has been a real just pillar of this organization to then see that grow is so exciting because that's really like when I think about 23 year old social worker Haley, like all I wanted was to get the next degree so that I could have a larger impact on nursing homes. That was my entire career goal. And it has switched and swerved and I've gone through different lanes to do it. But I think just seeing the the way that we're going to be able to grow, 
the clinical impact that we will be able to make. And then when I think about this ACO being a part of our entire package, the fact that we're actually able to give these skilled nursing facilities another way to generate revenue that they so desperately, so desperately need to be able to provide quality, to be able to, you know, upgrade their buildings or whatever it is that gives nursing homes sometimes this reputation to laymen that, you know, it's a place you'd never want to go. Anything that we can do to help like put money back into their budget and help them improve the quality of care for our seniors is just so, so exciting to me. And I, you know, we've talked about this before, but I think one of the things that we know differentiates us from the other groups that we tend to run into that are focused strictly on medical, which clearly huge impact is the mental health care side of the house, which I think was a little bit of a surprise to you be like, oh, wait a minute, this is unique and new. Yes, I definitely saw that as a differentiator, a disruptor. Um and as I've gotten to know you guys and have learned more about it, I, you know, there are some competitors out there I've learned more, but I still think the element of, you know, you know, and I think a lot of people at Impact know now that that was my, basically my first job was um, director of social services in skilled nursing facilities. And I absolutely loved it. It, it was, you know, it's a life-changing role, the way that you, you know, you're with people in these incredibly challenging moments but two have had help. I mean, and generally in these buildings, it's one, you might have two in a big building, but you're generally a one person department. And to my point, I was 23 years old. Like I was a brand new undergrad and you're dealing with some really big things for these patients. And to have had um, a professional, a licensed professional that could come in alongside me and help support some of the efforts that I was trying to make and to learn from all of those things. Like to me, it's just an absolute no brainer. And I think, you know, I wasn't in post-acute during COVID. I was more on the hospital side, but I, I think, and now know post COVID, like there's not a place that we could use mental health services more, right? I mean, these, these facilities, the, the staff, the patients, everybody have been through it and there's trauma associated with that. So I'm just so glad that impact provides this opportunity to, to be a support the patients said perfectly. <laughs> I, keep, I, I was just thinking, I keep banging this, this drum and it, it's appropriately. So, because it's, this is 2023 for us. It's the ACO on the medical side. It's finally value-based care to get compensated for all the quality outcomes that we've been focused on and sort of invested in by not pushing just a high volume of encounters Right. do appropriate care at the appropriate time, preventative, proactive, drive better outcomes. Now, finally, there's a mechanism for us to get paid for those. Like, ah, mm-hmm. uh, and then, then we have our, our very strong mental health care team that continues to grow. And now super excited about rolling out the behavioral care program that ties everything together and all of them are driving better outcomes. So indirectly, our mental health and behavioral care teams are improving, like driving improvements to, to the ACO and mm-hmm. outcomes. I'm excited to see, hopefully in the not too distant future, the system take, it, take that into account to more directly and, and not just expect that 
if somebody's getting mental health care support, then it's just a, it's, it's, it's a nice positive to have. Right. Like an extra. Rather than, rather than it should be a, it's a necessity and it should be focused on it. It should be part of the, um, the formula of driving better outcomes. We get it. We're sure. just, we're still not getting fully compensated accordingly, but I believe, I believe it'll happen in the near future, hopefully. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, these long-term care ACO models, you know, they'll probably be a good case study retrospectively analyzing like what did a group like impact? What were they able to do versus a group that's maybe not having that? And then it's additional insights, hopefully for legislation. I was just about to say, maybe I need to start spending time in, uh, in DC and yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather the route of like, we'll build it, we'll do it. And then we'll show everybody that it works. And then everybody else can figure out how to make it, you know, right. Well, I'm close to DC, <laughs> but I'm not your person for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we covered a lot of ground. Um, Happy, I guess, one year anniversary of knowing you. Happy six month anniversary of being part of MPAC. Same to you. Um, that's been, I'm sure, like drinking from a fire hose for uh, for the beginning. Things are starting, I think, to settle down and start to make a lot more sense. And we're starting yes. to see some real traction. Definitely. Yeah, it's been busy, but it's been great. I mean, it's funny. I was listening to other podcasts leading up to this and and you you hear some like same consistent messages. So I hate to be redundant, but I think um, the culture that we have here is so supportive that it's, it's really awesome to be a part of a company when you're new and you're like, hey, this is different than I've seen before. And here's how maybe I think we should do this. And everybody's like, great, let's try it. You know, it's just so there's a, a strong openness to innovation and change and pivoting and being flexible here, which I I've really enjoyed. I think that probably stems from my ignorance from the beginning of not knowing how anything in this space should work and just asking lots of stupid questions. Like, can we do it this way? And it was like, huh, why not? Let's give it a yeah. shot. See if we can do better. <laughs> yeah. So Working. yeah, Luckily, everybody's flexible and, and rolls with it. And we've stumbled upon some amazing, amazing ways of doing things that mm-hmm. that, that put us ahead of anybody else. I've, I've said this before. There's there's probably room for 10, 20, 100 impacts. There's 15,000 nursing homes in the country, 25,000 assisted living communities in the country, and one's breaking ground every day. We, we're not going to be able to service everyone. We have already on our plate mm-hmm. um, quite a few. I think you know we'll probably get to several hundred in the next couple of years. So it's not about just crushing the competition. There's plenty of room for for others. Um, what I what I do take a lot of pride in is watching other groups change their business practices to follow what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That to me is super meaningful. And like I love the fact that we look at things differently and we have people that come in with fresh ideas and say, "Hey, let's try this." And when they hit, everybody's watching us and they're like, "Oh shit, Impact's doing something differently. We got to change what we're doing." Damn right you do. <laughs> yeah. What is that saying? Something is the like, uh, I don't know. Something is the best compliment, basically. Imitation is the greatest. Imitation. That's the word I'm looking for. Yes. Greatest form of flattery. That's right. I don't like when people straight up rip off our stuff, but um, if we make them, you know, maybe treat their, their, their employees a little bit differently Mm -hmm. and focus on quality outcomes as a result, because they're going to lose a contract to us. Otherwise that I'll take just straight up copying our, our models of care <laughs> that I'm less excited about, but whatever. 
Yeah, no, it's good. That's just a secondary way of impact, right? That's like right. That's right. Leading, leading the way and changing, right. changing the approach is, is good for all boats rise. That's right. And I, I also do believe in karma. So there you go. They'll get theirs. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before we wrap up anything else uh, on your mind, um, obviously this is going to, you know, go out to everyone at impact. So they get to know a little bit about you, um, especially because you're, you know, the newest member of our um, our support team mm-hmm. call it, so that they get to know who Haley is. Super excited to be here. Really excited about what, what's to come for impact. And, and honestly, like for everyone that listens, you guys should just be so proud of what you've built. I think our clinicians are, you know, just above and beyond, um, what you see with other practices. And I'm really proud to be here. Awesome. I totally agree. I love, I love doing the new intro um, or new hire intro calls and getting that feedback of <clears throat> hearing uh, from the clinicians themselves, like their background and what they're passionate about and mm-hmm. knowing that there's people like that out there sort of wearing the impact badge and representing us and providing amazing care is, is, is a great feeling. So completely agree. We have the best, the best in the business and um, we'll continue to add to our team. Sounds great. Awesome. Well, thanks you for jumping in the boat and grabbing an oar and helping us row. Of course. Of course. Excited to be here. Thank you guys. All right.